Hello everyone and welcome to another Gospel Forum podcast and video if you're watching on Facebook. Welcome, we're so glad to, that you have joined in again with us. My name is Dan Sardinas and this is... I'm Pilgrim Benham. And this is... I am not Pilgrim Benham. And you it are... a valid attempt though. I try. Yeah. Uh, my name is Nicholas Potts. Nicholas Potts. And we are three members of the Gospel Forum podcast. And uh, we are back here with another episode, hoping to provide some things to make you think. And, uh, and the purpose of this, which we'll discuss in just a few moments, is for you to care about doctrine and know Jesus Christ and God's Word even more uh, intimately than you already do. So, guys, what's happening? What's going on? Not much, you know, enjoying, uh, enjoying, we're getting closer to nice weather. So I'm enjoying the, the September, you know, proximity to November. I'm enjoying the September rain, which is yes. yeah. hiding a lot of this heat yeah. even more so. Well, we so. just had a tropical something, tropical depression, which seems like those two words don't go together, but kind of a <laughs> right. tropical something yeah. come through very quickly. And yeah, the, the, um, the rain is definitely nice. Well, that that and also the continual cloud cover has not allowed it to be super muggy after it rains. Correct. Which is yep. That's the. Best it is part. actually tolerable, which I'm yes. all I'm all about. Amen. I'm all about. But. Amen. And the last time I think Pilgrim was on an episode, he actually didn't have any facial hair, and now oh, he does. So what in the world's going yeah. on, Pilgrim? There you go. Well, it's I looking heard, good, by the way. Yeah, thanks, man. I heard you know I was getting some hate about my beard from certain people. That, Josh Errol. <coughs> Want to be? Oh, Nick Potts. Actually, like that was Pilgrim Nick. Benham. Yes. Um, yeah, no. So it was actually kind of a, a bit of a dare from my kids. Mm. Let's see what happens during COVID. We kind of got bored, so let's shave it off. And I, I mean, I think we talked about this. Immediate regret. Mm. Immediate, no, what was I thinking? So, um, yeah, it took a couple of days, grew back, and now it's in maintenance mode. That's so, awesome, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Enjoying it. Now. This has been the same since he shaved his beard. Oh, well, I thought you were going to say since you were 15. I couldn't, I couldn't grow anything when I was 15. But to be fair, I'm 31 now. I still can't grow. Still can't grow anything, yeah. Well, speaking of, uh, of you know, visuals and yeah. your, your visage. Yeah, absolutely. Something happened recently. Yeah. Something happened with little, my uh, image. A little, yeah. a little icon. Graven image. Relic, uh, relic yeah. <laughs> yeah, so cool story. So I collect the, uh, theologian bobbleheads. And uh, on my desk I have Luther, Calvin, and Spurgeon. Right. Not that I have a whole bunch yet, but I'm hoping to gain some more. Is this something that you like Google searched one day? Like like you saw one online, so you no, thought, oh, well, let me Google search theologian bobblehead. No, I mean, it's a thing, you know, if you're yeah. if you're right with God, you know what those are. Sure, uh, I mean, I have Spurgeon in my office as well. Okay, there you so, go. Yeah. Well, Spurgeon I got at a, as a giveaway at, uh, at a conference. Okay. Luther, it was like a Black Friday special, I think for missional wear, I think I ordered him from there. Yeah. Calvin, someone gave me as a gift. And so this, person in my church, a um, good friend of mine, noticed that uh, I had all these theological bobbleheads and I was missing Jonathan Edwards. So he was going to look for Jonathan Edwards for me and uh, he couldn't find it. So he says, he told me, he says, I got you another bobblehead and um, it's not Edwards, but it's the ne next best thing, probably even better than Edwards. And I'm thinking, who's who, is, who could this be? <laughs> so I open up the box and I notice a bald shiny head and so it's not paul washer not paul washer no not not at all so i take them out of the box and it's me it's me and the the level of detail on this thing is incredible you like the white of my beard my bald head my blue eyes i mean everything about it 
looks exactly like me, except it's like 200 pounds skinnier. <laughs> it's 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 what Dan would look like, super thin well, with the big head. Well, and much shorter too. And a much lot shorter, shorter and yeah. a lot shorter. But yeah, so I have my own bobblehead. I don't know about you, Pilgrim, but I think I have pastorally arrived. Yeah, and I do not have a bobblehead of myself, <laughs> but I would have one of you. That'd be great. Yeah, uh, well, I, I will let you know where you could uh, order those, and maybe okay. they could be swag on the uh, Gospel Forum store. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, just just so everybody knows, uh, Dan did admit that he was talking to it all morning, just to put that out there. Well, I mean... Yeah, so I'm, where is it in your collection? So is it, would you call, if I'm talking would you to call my that talking to yourself? Yeah, if I'm talking to my bobblehead or I'm talking to myself, is there... I mean, why is that worse than just speaking to myself out loud? You know, right. as long as you're not answering your own questions. I didn't. I don't have any answers. Yeah, you can not talk to yourself, myself. just okay. don't answer yourself. <laughs> yeah, but, I don't even have any answers. But it does myself. make for a good conversation partner. Though, well, right? what does no. Lori think? Did Lori, like, give the bobblehead a little bobble? Um, she cracked up. Actually, the guy asked her a few weeks ago. She He came up to her and said, i got a weird question to ask you. Don't think of me as creepy or anything like that, but I need to know something for something I'm working on. And she said, okay. And he says, what color are your husband's eyes? <laughs> She's like, blue. She was... <laughs> Creepiest she, question ever. Yeah, like, uh, okay. And then she forgot about it. And then Sunday he came with it. And she was like, you know, dying laughing. Like, so thankfully it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. 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 Wow. Anyway, anyway. Love it. So, uh, guys, let's go to our main topic of the day. Because I could talk about myself all day long. I don't know about you. The main topic is theologian bobbleheads. Theologian right? bobbleheads. No. Well... We're really talking about theology okay, and yes. some people who probably are no smarter than a bobblehead. Uh, let's just put it that way. Recently, uh, I'm right here. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So Ligonier Ministries, in partnership with Lifeway Research, recently unveiled their latest findings uh, from 2020 uh, of their theological poll survey that they had that they asked really of people all across the spectrum, whether they're Christian or not Christian or whether they claim to be evangelical or not. <clears throat> and their findings were a little troubling, as they are every time they release their, these results. And so I want to talk a little bit about that today, because to, uh, some of these things are, are pretty shocking. For example, uh, question number seven that they ask, the question is true or false? Jesus was a great teacher, but he was not God. 28% said that they agree with that statement. 23% state that they sort of agree with that statement. Guys, that is a troubling factor that, that uh, over half or nearly half of evangelicals surveyed in this poll do not believe Jesus is God. Now, I'm hoping that they just misread the question. Sure, yeah. That they got distracted yeah. by the first part of that. Jesus was a great teacher. Oh, yeah, of course, he'd agree but not really understand the last part because you cannot be a Christian unless you affirm the deity of Christ. Right. I mean, am I wrong there? Nope, you're exactly right. Um, I mean, I think the scriptures are very clear. Jesus himself said uh, that if you do not accept the Son, you have no part in the Father. Hmm. Uh, so, and now he was talking to the Jews at this time, but I think that applies anywhere and everywhere. And if you do not accept the Son as he is, yeah. then you have no part with any member of the Trinity. 
Yeah, he who has the son has life. He right. who does not have the son does not have life. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I, I, I did make a little bit uh, of a mistake. Those stat, stats I just gave you were of all U.S. adult respondents. But still, the, the statistic for evangelicals is still disturbing. 30% agreed with yeah. that statement that he was not God. So it's not yeah. as bad. Right. As, as I made it sound a second it's ago, still but still a third, uh, nearly of a third evangelicals. Correct, correct. Um, yeah, very, very, very troublesome. So um, there's also other uh, disturbing uh, ones here as well. For example, uh, questions about the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. Uh, Nick, you saw that one a few minutes ago. Do you want to tackle that one about the Holy Spirit? Yeah. The whole, here's the question. The Holy Spirit gives a spiritual... Uh, oh, no. What was, it's about the personhood of the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah, the person of the Holy Spirit. So if you look at... Um, oh, what number question was it? It was number eight. Um, so if you're looking uh, at evangelicals, um, it's... Uh, about 38% um, agree that the Holy Spirit is a force, not a person. Mm. Now, Pilgrim, why would that statement be wrong? I mean, I'm a, Star, I'm a Star Wars guy, and I know you are too. By the way, season two of The Mandalorian trailer just dropped today. Yeah, Amazing. exciting. I'm... October 30th, I can't wait. But, oh, okay. But uh, Let's do it. we all know that the Holy Spirit is described in the scriptures as having personal characteristics. Uh, he's meant, he has personal pronouns attributed to him. Uh, he, uh, for example, not just an it. The Holy Spirit is not an it. It's a, yeah. He's a person, yeah. uh, not just a force. And so we see a lot of confusion there, but why, why is it, what would you guys say is an important reason to believe in the doctrine of the Holy Spirit for our, our everyday Christian life? Well, I mean, we talked about this. We did cover this in um, a previous podcast about the Holy Spirit. Um, but in that podcast, we, we referenced the fact that the Holy Spirit is God. And um, to attribute um, a person of the Trinity, and again, that, that phrase, a person of the Trinity, to some impersonal uh, force or wind, it would be the same way of using, you know, uh, this pronoun it referring to uh, a family member right hey i invited our family member uncle bob it will be here later like that that's just a complete misrepresentation right. of his personhood so um we have to realize jesus said in in john 14 and in 16 that the holy spirit uh, will be with us he will be in you he will be with you um, he is the comforter he'll remind us of all things that jesus taught us um, he can be grieved we see that in the epistles um, and so there's this, you know, to, to relegate the Holy Spirit's personhood or work to just this, um, uh, you know, force or wind or um, I think even like when we use the phrase Holy Ghost, I think that's in some translations that can yeah. maybe give us that impression. So maybe that's an yeah, older view. I mean, even like even the terms spirit and ghost makes it seem kind of like ethereal. disembodied, yeah. ethereal nature. and. Yeah. Thing is, is like the word in scripture for his nature is spirit, so we have to use it in that regard. So, uh, so we can't like use a different term, uh, which you know, in some cases, we can during various you know, various theological discussions and doctrines. Mm -hmm. But the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, like, we need to use these terms, so we need to, in a sense, 
relook at our definitions uh, mm -hmm. in that regard. And, and that's a lot of sense what we need to do with every single one of these questions. Right. Um, you know, mm -hmm. to jump to a different question, just to kind of elaborate my point is, uh, one of the questions was, even the smallest sin deserves eternal damnation. Uh, thankfully, 42% of evangelicals agree with that. Mm -hmm. um, but when you look at it the opposite way, that means 58 don't mm -hmm. agree with that. Or at least you know, kind of sort of agree with it. But, but I mean, 36% do not agree with that. And that's a very similar question that prompted R.C. Sproul to say, what's wrong with you people? Yes, exactly. <laughs> The question yeah. was, why was God so harsh to Adam and Eve in the garden? Harsh? <laughs> right. Yeah, that doesn't begin. Look it he up lived. on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, look that up on YouTube if you have not never seen that. R.C. Sproul, What's Wrong With Your People? It'll be wor well worth your two minutes there. Yeah. Um, but but the question is, is, you know, like, what really is sin? So what doctrine, what doctrine would people not know well enough to answer that question wrongly? Obviously, besides the question of oh, the nature of sin. Yeah. Well, I would say, what, what, what is missing in the church? Like, what have those people not been taught well from the scriptures? I think original sin, just to jump in. I know you're asking sure. that. Sure, yeah. This idea that I, you know, it's push, we're pushing back biblically against the culture, which says you're a good person, you by nature have worth and intrinsic value. Which, which was one of the questions. Like, okay. people are good by nature. Like, the majority of all adults said yes. Right. Evangelicals are kind of like it's middle, kind of split. Yeah. So it's good-ish, but yeah. but yeah. Continue. Yeah, I mean, Sorry. at the end of the day, the culture is going to say, and and do we because we're created in the image of God, do we have intrinsic worth and value? Yes, every life, every human life has that. Yes. But that doesn't mean that um, by nature that we you know are good by nature. Mm -hmm. Ephesians two, we're children of wrath. So mm -hmm. um, I think that may be where a lot of that comes from is, yeah. is yeah. well, how can you call me a, a wicked, depraved sinner, a wretch? Like, I can't yeah. sing a saved a wretch like, maybe a saved a wretch like him. Right. But I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. sing that for me. You know, yeah. just that um, everybody's yeah. good from birth. How about, how about the holiness of God? Yeah, you know, I, if, I think a lot of it yeah. is our doctrine of God. Mm -hmm. um, I think another, I think one of the bigger issues overall, and I, I would say it, it touches on every one of these discussions, is is the fact that truth is determined by God's word, not your experience. Right. Because I, you know, my wife likes watching TikTok videos or sometimes a little crazy, but there was this one girl. Oh, she it was Tic Tac. Okay, no, 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 no. See, you're old. Okay. Um, <laughs> TikTok is TikTok. a social media platform like Vine. You might remember that. Nope, still too old for that. Okay. TikTok, I thought that was the clock in my house. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the mouse ran out the clock, right? I'm just kidding. But <laughs> is that on MySpace? I think it is. Oh, <laughs> man. That, like, shot to the heart. Um, but um, she watches TikTok videos. Yeah, she she watches TikTok videos, and there was this one girl. She uh, grew up in a you know reformed home, went to a reformed school growing up. I, wow, that sounds great. But then when she got her first job... You know, she was constantly told, you know, like, well, you know, people that do not believe in Christ are are wretched. They're wicked. They're they're sinners. And then she met people that she worked with that were very kind yeah. and nice. Uh, and it's like, wait a second. Right. My experience is telling me mm -hmm. this, whereas my church, my family, 
the Bible tells me that. So what am I going to trust, God's word or my experience? Mm -hmm. And I think more and more, um, not only the church, but the world as a whole says that experience determines reality. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and like going back to the holiness of God, if someone doesn't understand that they're even the smallest sin deserves eternal damnation, yeah. is to tell me that they don't understand the magnitude or the importance or the worth of God's holiness, which is yeah. the reason why sin is so egregious, why sin is so awful. Yeah. Because it's a, it's in rebellion to him, it's um, in contrary to his law in every, in every little bit. And I think when we do that, we, you know, we are actually minimizing the holiness of God or the worth of God in, in an effort to make sure that our sin is not as bad, yeah. which yeah. is very dangerous territory. Yeah, well, we, we want to feel better about ourselves. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think the further we get away from what the scriptures teach, so the further we get away from that, the greater man becomes and yeah. the lesser, the more minimized, mm -hmm. you know, the, the holiness of God, the nature of God, yes. the yeah. power of God, all, you know, con continues to diminish. Yeah. Yeah. So that we have a, a conflated, elevated view of our goodness and our worth and mm -hmm. our power and yeah. then a minimized view of God's yeah. authority. Yeah. J.B. Phillips had a book back in the 50s or 60s uh, called uh, Your God is Too Small. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was one of the points that he was discussing, like uh, that very often we tend to elevate ourselves to try to have the most positive view of ourselves. Mm -hmm. But in doing so, you must simultaneously lower God right. Uh, yeah. in doing so. How about this one? This is probably indicative of our pluralistic society. Uh, true or false, God accepts the worship of all religions, including Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. Surprising, 25% of evangelicals agreed with that. Wow. That God is accepting of Islam and Judaism. So what that question would say is that 25% of the people who claim to be evangelicals are basically saying with that question that Jesus is not the only way Right. the truth and the life that there is room for those who would who would reject christ and would follow islam or uh judaism uh and reject christ to still go to heaven and yeah. be accepted by god i mean that i i honestly don't know how anyone can be born again be converted and answer that way yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not judging anyone because again they could have been misread I, I am judging people <laughs> they, they could have misread the question and maybe there's some ignorance there um but when you say that god accepts other religions yeah. you're saying that what the question is implying that there is other ways to appease god's wrath and other ways to have eternal life apart from christ 25 yeah. percent. yeah no I, I hear you and and just yeah. just so we're not coming off as believer bashing here. Oh, I am, dude. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm bashing people who think they're believers. Maybe. I'm, 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 maybe I don't know. Yeah. Again, I'm not. So I didn't write the Lamb's Book of Life. But. Amen. <laughs> yeah, I, some of y'all wouldn't be on it if I did it. So, <laughs> um, but, uh, but in all honesty, like I. We don't want to come off as saying, like, you're in, you're out, because we don't really have that authority. Uh, the Word of God alone has that authority. Uh, but we also want to be careful in saying that because there could be some fairly new believers that were yeah. taken 
taking these quizzes very, and very tests. true very true okay uh, there, there's room for so, that, so there are undiscipled true believers that are like yeah I, I think that might be the case and yeah. you know they they write agree or somewhat agree not sure maybe not yeah. sure something like that but with when but, presented with the truth and you realize that islam completely rejects the actual death of Christ, that yes. he swooned on the cross, yep. that he's not the propitiation for yeah. our sins, that, yeah. you know, there is Well, there some don't not... even say he was swooned on the cross. Some say it was actually someone else altogether. Right. It's like, wow, yeah. <laughs> that's... So they, they reject, right, yeah. um, substitutionary atonement. They would yep. reject um, the the Trinitarian God for sure. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. Islam would say reject... Not yeah, they would reject... Yeah. Um, Judaism and the the foundational beliefs of Abraham um, mm-hmm. from that standpoint. Yep. So I, yeah, I think you're right. I think it comes down to kind of some ignorance. Yeah, um, but in, in some senses. But like, I also don't want to do the opposite and say, well, all of these people are just ignorant. And it's like, no, some of you are in rebellion for answering such a question such a way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, you need to repent. Like that. Like, I will stand there strongly saying that because what did uh, Paul say to Titus? He said uh, that you are to u- utilize sound doctrine to silence those who contradict. Mm-hmm. No, that's not like the mafia. Like, you go silence this guy. Yeah. You know, not like that, but like, <laughs> I mean, you guy. shut them down. Mm. Right. Because yeah. your argument is sound and biblical. Absolutely. Right. Right. So, but then when you, exp- when you hear a statistic like that, where not even the smallest sin deter, you know, deserves yeah. eternal damnation. Yeah. But then there's also encouraging... Uh, yeah. Questions that would that don't make that question make sense with those percentages. For example, true or false? Hell is a real place where certain people will be punished forever. Ninety-eight percent of evangelicals said agree. Praise the Lord. So that's surprising to me. That yeah. is surprising. That's really that surprising. I, I mean, especially that both universalism and annihilationism are growing fairly rapidly. That's actually yeah. really surprising. That's praise the Lord for that. Yeah, absolutely. Do we have an episode on that? On what? On what hell? you just mentioned, on universalism we, and annihilationism. We, we, we do not, but we need to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, also encouraging things. There will be a time when Jesus Christ returns to judge all the people who have lived. Mm-hmm. 99% of evangelicals wow. erred on the side of that, agree. Uh, th- again, that's surprising just based on the fact that he's coming in judgment, mm-hmm. like is what's surprising to me. Right. Um, there was one that I actually did see encouraging. Um is not as high as those stats, but still fairly high, is the Bible has the authority to tell us uh, what we must do. Mm. Um, 83% of evangelicals uh, said yes. Wow. Like, strongly agreed. Yeah. And this is to contradict all adults, 28% said mm. yes. Like, a vast number. Like Interesting. So it seems that um, evangelicals have a pretty good understanding of like scripture um judgment (laughs) i I think a lot of people would agree that evangelicals are pretty good on judgment (laughs) um but but it comes down to like our doctrine of god uh and our doctrine of christ um seems to be kind of where the grind is right this one's interesting, too, and I think, I don't know when the survey was, the questions were asked of these people. By the way, there were 3,000 people, I think, that were surveyed uh, for, these, for these results. Um, and this will tell, whether it was before the pandemic, during the pandemic, I don't know. 
Uh, but the question is, worshiping alone or with one's family is a valid replacement for regularly attending church. 27% of evangelicals agreed with that. I expected that maybe to be a little bit higher because of all everything that's going on. And I think yeah. we, it's too, let's say, I think it's too early to tell yeah. what the yeah. long range effect on church attendance will be uh, a year from now or two years from now and how people, of course, many of our churches have reopened already, but there's some churches that decided to close for the rest of the year yeah. um, and even to the beginning of 2021. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how how those churches come back from that. Yeah. Uh, but even then, seventy percent disagreed. Disagreed that attending church is important. So that that I expected that to be more lopsided than than it was. Yeah. So yeah. That I, I I was encouraged by that. Here's a here's another actually pretty encouraging one. Um, I, I'd like to see the number higher, but hey, it's still pretty good. Uh, learning about theology is for pastors and scholars only. 73% of evangelicals disagreed with that. Hmm. That is encouraging. Yeah. Which is the whole the reason why we have this ministry, the Gospel Forum, yeah. is we want to be a blessing to the local church. Yeah. And, and, here's, and aid them here's in Here's the other part, too, which is also interesting. All adults surveyed, 50% disagreed. Wow. So 50% of people disagree that learning about theology is for pastors and scholars only. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Here, here's, here's one that deals maybe with this more of the seeker-sensitive movement. Churches, true or false, churches must be, must provide entertaining worship services if they want to be effective. 20% agreed with that. Hmm. I found that considerably low considering yeah. the current atmosphere and, and, and evangelical churches. So I found that vastly encouraging. And uh, let's see, what's 59 plus 18? That's uh, 77% uh, disagreed with that. Disagreed that you have to be provide entertainment in church to be effective. So basically like three quarters of people yeah. surveyed disagreed with that. Yeah, I, I find that to be shocking. Does coffee count? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, uh, so anyway, let's see if there's any other ones. I here's a here's more of a. If we believe that scripture is sufficient and authoritative for life and godliness, or doctrine and life, uh, let's look at the life aspect of it. So there's a uh, one question that says, "Sex outside of traditional marriage is a sin." Seventy-eight mm-hmm. percent uh, of evangelicals agreed with that fact. Hmm. To be totally honest, I, that's a lot higher than I thought. Yeah. Um, and, and this is specifically evangelicals. Right. Now, all adults surveyed 31%. Hmm. So that's more or less about where I expected it. Um, you know, but yeah, like it's it's a lot higher than I expected. Um, does this mean that we, we still have work to go? Like even the one stat you said, 99%. Well, there's 1%. Right. that disagree that hell is something that is eternal like you know that one percent like means we're not there yet mm-hmm. uh, even if we were at 100 percent, well the next generation's coming up right. we ain't done yet <laughs> and again it's these percentages of those who were surveyed surveyed which yes. is indicative maybe you know there's all yeah. the 
study of statistics and how those play out over exactly segments of people and yeah. your science behind that. But I think it's I think these these numbers are pretty indicative of, of yeah of, it's of the a little over general. three thousand. Yeah. I think total surveyed. One of the, uh, and just so everyone knows, we're, we're referencing Ligonier's State of Theology. You can go to thestateoftheology.com to yeah. um, catch all of this information. But one of the things um, that they mention um, is the most consistent and concerning trend is the, and they say this, is the increasing rejection of the literal truth of Scripture among the U.S. population. And here's... Um, Here's what the statement says. The Bible, like all sacred writings, contains helpful accounts of ancient myths, but is not literally true. Now, back in 2014, 41% of the people agreed with that. 2016, it went up to 44. 2018, 47, and now 48. Hmm. So that, they're saying that is the most concerning, consistent, growing trend, hmm. is that more and more there's an increasing rejection of the, of the literal Is that evangelicals or all adults? Uh, that Does is say that? all adults. Okay. All adults. All adult respondents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Only so sad. Yeah. I, I'd be more concerned if it was evangelical. Oh, extremely. It's still it's still concerning, yeah. uh, but I think I think we're seeing more and more. Um, Jesus had the parable of the wheat and the weeds mm-hmm. in Matthew chapter thirteen. Um, you know, real basic. You know, he gives parable. Farmer, you know, plants wheat um, and then. The middle of the night an enemy comes plants some weeds you know it comes time you know sprouts start coming up and the servants say oh master look some weeds have come up uh should we pluck them and the master said no let them grow together and then at the harvest we will pull all the weeds burn them and then we will pluck the um the wheat yeah and you know when when you're looking at wheat and weeds as they first start sprouting can you really tell the difference between it at the moment no it's over time the wheat becomes more wheaty and the weeds become more weedy you know like you can really they there's a growing polarization yes uh of what occurs and that which is not true becomes more and more evident over time yeah here's here's the last one i i want to harp on unless you guys want to have have another one a true or false, God will always reward true faith with material blessings in this life. Now, with the um, <clears throat> prosperity gospel and health and wealth crowd that are so popular today among many churches, uh, I expected this actually I expected this number to be much higher than it actually was. Only 25% of evangelicals agreed with that statement, and 71% disagreed. Um, and four percent were unsure. So encouraging, I guess. Um, yeah. You know, twenty. I mean, that three out of four people, almost three out of four people, would would reject that statement, which is the basic tenet of prosperity gospel theology. Yeah, yeah. No, I I absolutely agree. I I think, you know, my wife and I have had this discussion in that you know, it, it's a shame because like in a sense the prosperity gospel is close uh, because in the eschaton will we have all material uh, blessings provided for us yes so you know they want to have that now so it's, it's, an, over-realized. it's an over-realized eschatology yeah. so it's like uh, like yes that is true but then <laughs> not now mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
Innocent. Yeah. I mean, I've never made that connection before, but it's, it's and it's not. This is not going to be a perfect analogy, so no one crucify me. But it's almost like the Jews in the Old Testament that were looking forward to the kingdom. Yep. Without the bloody Savior, without the Messiah coming to be the suffering servant, yep. they saw the the blessings of the kingdom and God's promises being fulfilled yep. uh, at the end, and overlooked that where maybe. Yep. I never made that yeah, connection before. Yeah, no, I mean, it's also true, uh, like, when you look at it uh, with, in Matthew 24, you know, not talking about, you know, <laughs> the whole eschatology stuff there, but... Oh, uh, we, we know Nick does not like eschatology, no, he's right, not a fan of it at No, all. no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, it'll be the end of the world before I talk about that, so... <laughs> uh, but anywho, uh, you know, the uh, Jesus has just given, you know, Matthew 23, the woe chapter, yeah. you know, because... Every time you read it, you're like, "Whoa!" And um, sorry, that was really bad, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was that, that was like dad <sighs> joke level. <laughs> you're there, man. But um, the percentage of people still listening to this podcast wow. is going down. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, down with the ship, right? And um, you know, so um, he had just given you know all of his woes, you know, to the leaders of Israel uh, over Jerusalem itself. Uh, I'm pretty sure even. At one point, he called them Egypt. It's like, wow, that's a statement, Jesus. You're over-exaggerating there. But, um, and then right at the beginning of 24, you know, they're walking out of the temple. Jesus had just did all of this, and he's walking out of the temple. And Jesus says, or, you know, the disciples are kind of gawking at the temple. They're like, wow, this is so beautiful. Look at it, all of it. And Jesus is like, yeah, not a stone's going to be left on top of it. The disciples, you know, ask him a couple questions, mm-hmm. you know, but they seem to pair right. the idea that the destruction of the temple will be the end of the age. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus is like, this will all occur, but the end is not yet. Mm-hmm. Well, they seem to have that over-realized eschatology too. Like, you know, like, you know, the destruction of the temple, but that's when the whole earth is going to be God's and the kingdom is right. going to be ours. And it's like, wait a second. We got this whole middle gap here. Slow your roll. Wow. Good stuff, man. Well, I would just say, um, you know, uh, there's some great resources out there. Um, yes. uh, John said in First John chapter 5, uh, basically the end of the epistle, he says, We know the Son of God has come and given us understanding, so that we may know him who is true, and we are in him who is true, in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God in eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. So, you know, his, his whole emphasis at the end of that epistle is that we we may know him who is true and that like um john 17 3 this is eternal life to know you the one true god and jesus christ whom you've sent so um tozer said at the opening pages of the knowledge of the holy uh, the most important thing about a man is what comes into his mind when he thinks about god so theology the study the right study of knowing god um is so important so Mm -hmm. critical and um yeah yeah i think these are good these are good, you know, quizzes or uh, surveys to kind of mm. gauge the, the culture and the, the church culture. Um, and, you know, the burden of work is still on all of us as Christians to yeah. know the truth and, and reveal the truth, you know, speak the, the truth. truth. Will set you free. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. If, I, if I can offer, like, just a quick, like, guide for, I'm, I'm not a pastor, just so you all know. Uh, I'm just a layman. But um, if I could give a guide you know for some pastors and some application like i think it would be a great idea to utilize the questions in here for you know sunday school studies uh, mm-hmm. topical sermons 
uh, if you wanted to do that way or Sunday night or Wednesday night services that you guys got, um, you know, because, um, you know, like really kind of, you know, teaching, you know, the church members like, hey, like these are some questions uh, that are out there and this is the way, you know, trending yeah. what's going on. This is the right answer from scripture. Yeah. So how can you navigate if it tries to trick you up, trip you up? Uh, because, I mean, we look at Genesis 3, you know, what did Satan try to do to Eve? Trip her up of proper sound yeah, doctrine. Has God truly said. Has God truly said. Yeah. And then, you know, you know, she said yes, and then she kind of got the gist of it. But look where getting the gist mm -hmm. of it got us. Right. Uh, but then Satan came back and said, no, that's not going to happen. So he calls God a liar mm -hmm. and then says, you will not surely die. So... You know, there's a rejection of eternal damnation and judgment that's to come. So, I mean, look where we're at in that regard. But so it all started with bad doctrine. Yes, it did. It all starts it with really bad doctrine. really did. This is, this is very, very important. Yeah, and um, in Titus, when, uh, when Paul is encouraging Titus to teach sound doctrine, that's the whole purpose of his letters, uh, of that letter to Titus, is, to, is for him to teach and, and to encourage people to know sound doctrine. The word sound, as translated sound, actually comes from the Greek word that means healthy, yeah. uh, which is actually a, 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 comes from another word that we know well, hygiene. <laughs> uh, so to be hygienic, doctrine is to be healthy. That's what sound doctrine is. And so we encourage you to uh, get in a Bible teaching church, um, yeah. preferably a church that teaches verse by verse expository sermons, a church that cares about truth. Uh, what else would you guys say to encourage people who are listening to this that to be better equipped as Christians and that, to not be uh, uh, answering some of these fundamental questions so wrongly? Um, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, we look at, uh, was it 1 Timothy 2 or 4, I, I think it was. First uh, Timothy 4, you know, Paul chastises the congregation mm -hmm. for gathering teachers around them. Like, it's not... Sound doctrine is not just the onus of the teacher, the pastor. Mm -hmm. It's the responsibility of the congregation. Yeah. Uh, so if you are a congregant that's not in pastoral ministry, you too are responsible. And I mean, that was kind of one of the questions, you know, like it's not just up to pastors and scholars uh, to study theology. Like mm -hmm. this is the congregation's yeah. not only freedom to do, but responsibility to do so that they can hold not only church members accountable, mm -hmm. but also their pastors mm -hmm. accountable right. as well. Let's work the work. There's lots of work to do, and yes. our work is not done until the Lord returns for his church. Yeah. And so let's keep on busy. Let's care about truth. Let's care about doctrine. That's how we're being sanctified, as Jesus prayed in the garden. Uh, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth, and that's what we want people to know. All right, guys. Well, this has been another episode of the Gospel Forum. Yeah. And until next time, keep on reforming. That's three episodes right. in a row, Nick. You messed up. Keep on reforming. I was looking over here. <laughs> I say the first part. You guys say the second part. Let's try it again. Ready? All right. This has been another episode. I can't even say it. Of the Gospel Forum. Until next time, keep, keep on, on reforming. reforming. There you go. <laughs>